podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. And it's a transfer window, Stop Hammer Time. The excitement of the tr- transfer window has has, uh, has filled us up and has, has suffused the atmosphere going into this, this podcast. Obviously, West Ham aren't participating in the transfer window deadline madness, it would seem. We've done all our business, so we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, we also haven't done a podcast since... The Middlesbrough away game. So we'll briefly discuss that. Uh, and to do that, uh, I have managed to co-opt um, the the head honcho of the organisation that makes these podcasts, Playback Media. It's Paul Myers. Ah, oh, thank you very much. Also talking of uh, this is like the Confederation of British Industry. <laughs> <laughs> it's some kind of convention. We should have name badges like a conference because it's it's the it's the CEO and co-owner, co-proprietor of. Uh, Possibly the best television production company around today, celebrating its 30th year. Uh, Co-owner of Channel X, it's Jim Reed. Thank you very much. Jim, um, yes, 30 years of Channel X. So what was your first show, 1987, presumably? Was that the last resort? Yeah, the last resort was the first show. The first show you made? Yeah. Um, And was that Jonathan Ross starting a production company to make his show yeah that, those were the Alan. innocent days when when television wasn't sort of completely undermined by lawyers and accountants and uh, they'd let people have a go yeah and jonathan obviously is a very bright fella and yeah and alan who's my business partner now, uh came up with that chat show and um they let him do it it never happened now no, 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 I suppose not. In fact, no, most no. of the, I'd say the first five or six years of Channel X back catalogue, which includes uh, Vic, Vic Reeves, Reeves Big Man, Man, yeah. never yeah. happened now. No. Wouldn't no. happen. Could, could any of those old chat shows, those one of chat shows, could they, could, could they be rerun? Would they have any interest? Well, apart from saying, oh, it's, look, it's in, but it's got more hair. It, or? It's funny you said that, because one of my ambitions as I, as I move towards retirement <laughs> is I, I think when, you know, people of my generation are at retirement age, there will be retirement homes with special uh, cable channels catering for people in their 60s well their 70s say who still think they've got it right they still think they're hip and there will be little nostalgia bursts and i think some of their early shows would do quite well on that Uh, i remember an episode of uh uh, the last resort jonathan's show uh when steve martin must have been over in the uk promoting a film and obviously steve martin had been on carson and stuff and you know had even hosted carson and stuff like that and when Steve Martin is on uh, Jonathan's show. It's one of the, he's just one of the funniest guests uh, of a chat. Yeah, show he, he did his sort of very few, funny, few little kind of magic tricks and stuff with yeah. cigarettes. He, he was very funny. I think that people, particularly Americans, when they came on that show, they couldn't believe a that the host was so young. Right, because yeah, if yeah, you look yeah. at American, you know, obviously America invented the chat show, and the last result obviously comes out of a certain tradition of American yeah. chat shows. But the hosts actually are quite old. And quite yeah, yeah, stiff yeah. kind yeah. of characters. Some of them are brilliant, obviously. And Jonathan he w- was this kind of untutored, yeah. young kind of pup. And um, they loved working with him. You know. Does yeah. he support West Ham? He's from Leinster. Well, he's, he's not really a football person. No. The, the, the rest comics. of the Ross family, comics, there are many of them. Yeah. You know, Paul, brothers Paul yeah. Miles, uh, they're West Ham fans, yeah. yeah. Oh, so they are, you know, they're, they're with us. They're yeah. probably listening, yeah. 
Yes. Football. <laughs> to football. Um, uh, but, although, but congratulations on Channel X, uh, all the way up to the Detectorists, uh, which uh, uh, it was a fantastic show. Is that going to do another series? There might be another series no. of that. We, we, that's all in, in the works at the moment, yeah. So we're, we're excited about that. So we'll, uh, this is you, this, I think this is the first time we've had you on since the Olympic Stadium move. So once we've talked about the Borough game, uh, we'll talk transfer window and then we'll just talk general state of the nation because mm-hmm. uh, I haven't heard your thoughts. You've been going to the games and um, uh, we bumped into each other on the uh, what used to be the North London line, but it's now London Overground. Um, so we'll find out about that. But uh, we have, um, for the second time in about six games, put two wins together. We beat uh, Crystal Palace very satisfyingly and very well, 3-0. And then we went up to the borough. Uh, we uh, kept the sort of uh, 4-4-2. No one plays 4-4-2, Phil. You're naive. If you think anyone plays 4 No, it's from the dark ages, 4-4-2. People with plague played 4 No one plays 4-4-2, Phil. You're mad. How how naive you are, Phil. Nobody plays 4-4-2. So we played 4-4-2 in the second half of uh, Crystal Palace and scored three goals. And then uh, then we went up and uh, carried on where we left off. Nobody plays it. And uh, played uh, 4-4-2 and uh, had a very good game. I thought we were consistent. I sort of saw it on a dodgy um, internet stream and uh, that kept freezing up, but it sort of seemed like a good game. Scored six, conceded one in two games. Uh, is this cause for celebration? Are we on the way? Uh, is, is are we gonna are we gonna backslide at all? Is it booking a booking tickets storm? to Europe? <laughs> booking tickets <laughs> for <laughs> Europe. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, we are tenth. I'm not. You know. Uh, no. I, yeah, I think I think that um, we've been in a false position all season. But it's interesting that in this transfer window, the two key positions that we know we need to fill, we're probably not going to fill. No. And my worry is that we won't get relegated. There's enough bad teams below us. We could have pushed on to maybe finished eighth. Yes. Um, and while we're one injury away from struggling again. Yes. Because Carroll's yes. been brilliant the last two games. You know, he, has, he has been yeah. really good. But what is someone on the Facebook group will know this is what is his longest spell without injury for us is it six games or less <laughs> yeah. I, th- I really think it is six games it, or it less could conceivably yeah yeah I mean he's uh, uh, he barely has a run in the team under Allardyce uh, he had quite a lot of anonymous games because we played away from home sort of packing the midfield played with no name on his back <laughs> Guy Fawkes mask yeah 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 yeah, uh, yeah like a yeah exactly uh, um I wonder what his politics are. <laughs> what are Andy? What are Andy Carroll's politics? If you've got the answer to this, please contact. Well, I've Scott got a theory. I think it's very interesting with like, football players' politics. As we were talking about yeah. this in the bar, I think people from footballers from the north are much more likely to be Labour voters. Are much more likely to still have a relationship with you know. Obviously, Andy Carroll from, comes from a city mm. that was a shipbuilding city in a coal mining area, and have a vestige of that. I mean, if you look at um, the Nevilles, mm-hmm. whatever you think about the Nevilles, yes. they have got a view on the world. Yes. You know? and I think the players from the south, because we, uh, you know, don't get me started on all this, but because we went over quite quickly to Thatcherism. In London, the southeast. Yes, um, brought on by the last resort, no doubt. No, no, no nothing just, to do with that. Late but night television the, program. The last resort was always a firmly Marxist program. You, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff there that people mixed missed out on. Uh, I think Andy w- might be a Labour voter still. Yeah, I don't know what he thinks of the world. What I was going to say about Andy, which I think is is fascinating by his little renaissance, is he's he's come back and he's much better on the ball. 
I mean, obviously he scored yeah, that, yeah. that great goal, but his passing has been quite good. Well, I mean, he's more integrated in this system, isn't yeah. he? I, I think when... Um, because we played four five one under Sam, he's he's isolated up front and he's just looking to nod it on for people. Yeah, and try it was and get a long ball to Andy up yeah, front, yeah. and that's what it was. And, and, you know, and actually, quite often when he tried to sort of buck that trend by sort of joining in with the midfield more, ironically, he saw more of the ball, but we were even less effective because you know he was sort of caught, caught between a rock and a hard place. And he's he's got those skills and he's got those chops. Some of those, you know, he will spread the ball out wide with a kind of you know a nicely weighted pass to a kind of runner on one of the flanks really well. I think yeah. he's a he's a good player. I, I sort of think he has. I think he's, these injuries might have taken their toll. I think he has lost a little bit of pace now. And I think he... Well, he didn't uh, have much to lose, No, no. I mean, and he's lost some spring, a little bit of yeah. spring as well. Um, so he's got to learn how to kick it in. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, which he obviously did brilliantly against Palace. But I, um, one thing that was great about the Borough game, I thought, was uh, for his goal from the corner, we we genuinely used him brilliantly because there were two decoy runs yeah. to take defenders away from. There was a decoy run from uh, Winston Reed ran towards the near post and took about three markers with him. And Antonio ran ahead of Carroll and sort of took a defender with him as well, leaving Carroll for that Titanic run. Um, there was a goal he scored. There was a header against Manchester United, wasn't there? Where his yeah. follow through, he clattered. Yeah, that was the brilliant. Ball go into the net, but he, I think, he forced De Gea into the net. Well, Alex well. Ferguson nearly yeah. cried after that, yes, didn't he? Right. And that yeah, was really yeah. unfair. And I, if I remember that that game, they got an appalling offside equaliser. Yes, that's right, they did. And they yeah. always score offside yeah. goals. Don't, don't get me started on that. Oh yeah, we haven't seen. Like, there's a lot of bitterness I've got inside of me for this season because I haven't been here at all. That like, I might. Yes, yes. Are you thinking uh, about the Zlatan goal where even he thought he was well, outside, yeah, turned around and was surprised yeah, to see game. it given? He but, didn't, even he said, at least me or seven of the other players would yeah, be offside. Yeah, so, oh, oh, uh, really? But, oh, I'll have another one then. Yeah, disguising uh, your offsideness by getting in amongst another group of offside, offside players. players. Yeah, 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 sort of genius. Yeah. I, I wonder if uh, talking, you know, getting back to uh, Carol, mm. his sort of glamorous um, wife or girlfriend, I don't know if they're mm. married, I don't follow him that closely, even though I am a fan, I like his hairstyle. I follow um, him and it's He has girlfriend. a lovely hairstyle. But she's a yoga teacher, isn't she? Oh, yeah. And, uh, he just seems, and I don't want to kind of jinx anything, he actually seems fitter. He yeah, scored yeah. a goal Some last before. year. We, I can't remember what it was, but it was something which was sensational and, and athletic. Mm, mm. And his, his tweet was something like, thank you to Loughton Bikram Yoga. Yeah. Oh, really? For that. Right, yeah. right, right. So, interesting you say that. So. I think there might be that, and I think also he, he might have grown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like, I'd like Andy, I, I was watching this, um, we were talking earlier about Netflix, so mm-hmm. uh, this is why I'm going to say this. Uh, I, I was watching this series on Netflix, which is a gangster series, right? Okay. It's in lots of ways. It's Narcos. An, it, it's an, no, no, no. It's a documentary oh, about old Narcos. style British gangsters. Right. And in lots of ways, it's appalling. But in some ways, it's one of the funniest sort of series you can watch on TV. And there's an episode about Newcastle, which I recommend any of the listeners to what watch. What is it called? Oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's, English Gangster. It, it, yeah, it's done by this yeah. guy called Bernard O'Mahony. I'll probably get killed oh, after this. Um, yeah. Oh, Trevor Drain. Um, Trevor Drain's company makes that. Right. Trevor Drain, who's been on this podcast. Well, there you go. It, um, it all links I, in. I did What's a trailer the jewelry? one. You didn't say I anything did... bad, did you? Edit anything out that's bad. <laughs> no, not bad. The jewelry one is so funny yes. because there's a guy, one of my best friends in TV is a jewelry who I think has got a reasonably thick accent. Half the people in this, you cannot understand what they're saying. But it's the relish 
There are people in say, then they came for me. I can't do the accent. They came for me, they shot me, and then I hid. They love it. Yeah. yeah. Big fan of the Geordies. Uh, I remember I was, I was yeah, uh, yeah. an England game. I think we played Ecuador, the World Cup. And we were, everybody goes to a pub afterwards and you're waiting for your coach to take you back to the airport and all that. And I was speaking to a guy and he was a Geordie. And I was just, the whole time in my head was going, we're from the same country. How, how can he support England? I barely understand it. And I genuinely, and I understand accents. I've mm. got a problem. But I, I understood him less than I would understand a Glaswegian. I kept thinking, how is he supporting England? We, are we really from the same place? It seems so strange. Yeah, really no offence to any Geordies listening, because there's going to be loads listening yeah. to a West Ham podcast. But, you know, Andy's got a nice accent. The soft yeah. Geordie accent, and I have to, you know, I, I'll, I'll admit this, well, my mum, God rest her soul, comes from Hartlepool, which is in the North East, yeah. but a tiny little sort of joke town. The soft Geordie accent is beautiful. And Andy has got, not only nice there, he's got a nice accent. Uh, Vic and Bob are not Georgia. Yeah, they're, they're from Darlington. North Yorkshire. Yeah. Well, no, Bob oh. is from Middlesbrough. Oh, yeah. And Jim is from, uh, he's born in Leeds, but he's grown up. Oh, really? In, yeah, oh, I, right. I know too much about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so we talk about football. I stuff? did an advert for fish with Bob Mortimer. <laughs> Uh, Bob Mortimer and I did an advert for fish together, and I fish went the uh, swimmy food. Yeah, and I said, uh, "Do you do a lot of adverts?" And he went, "Oh no." And I went, "Why did you do it?" And he went, oh, I, "I like fish." <laughs> and, were you, were uh, you paid in fillets? <laughs> no, no. Um, but he, uh, you know, he had to come into town to do adverts and stuff. And I think he had something in the evening. And he went, oh, "Do you want to go for a drink?" So we went to. The, uh, he took me to the Groucho Club. And uh, we stayed there till something like two, three in the yeah, morning. Yeah. And I think he got a room at the Groucho Club. I've, yeah. never, I've never drunk that much in my life. Uh, very nice bloke. Yeah. He must be a Borough fan. He's a Borough fan. Yeah. Again, he's middle, got Borough I've never met anyone from Middlesbrough. He's not does. mine. Yeah. No, that's right. Um, actually, when we've gone up there for Middlesbrough games, you park your car and you walk to the ground and you end up sort of walking with some Borough fans. And you just have a conversation with they're really, really nice people. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good to uh, Middlesbrough games. Can't feel their ground. No. Too big, like ours. Oh, we got just, just got a transfer update coming in, Phil. Ooh. No one. We've bought nobody. Bought nobody. No, no, right. Nobody excellent. Yet. Excellent. Very exciting. Um, Nobody's a lot better than Cocantora. Yeah, yeah that's a true. Others, yeah, yeah. He's a good player. Is he still injured? Yeah. He's, Have we still got him? He's we're, nightclubbing. I've, we're I've discussing heard. terms with nobody at the yeah. moment. Hey. Um, they're, they're, you know, it's, it's, there's a knock on. Yeah. If, if nobody leaves the club that they're at, then nobody can come to us. And no one is currently going for a medical. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's good. Yeah. That's uh, less of a burden on the NHS. Less, uh, yeah. less of a burden. Um, yes, I mean it's a funny it's a funny transfer window uh, because it didn't. It, uh, you know, the two positions that felt that we needed to strengthen out are, are right back. I mean, obviously, people are quite down on Byram. He looked all right, uh, and then he got injured. Well, well he looked all right. Um, then Antonio became our right back. Uh, so Byram started to miss out. Um, then we played three at the back and then he came back and then he got injured, uh, and quite a nasty injury. And now he's coming to the team and I sort of think he's all right. I think he's really good going forward. Mm. I mean, when he, when he came on, you know, the Palace game, the first half of that game was the, the worst game of football that mm. I've ever seen. Mm. Sam was doing his usual stuff. We were appalling. We uh, were playing like Sam, actually. Yeah. We were Sam-like. He played really well, mm. but he's a very good attacking player. I'm not sure. I know a few Leeds fans, and you know they rate him very highly. Yeah. Not sure against. Be interesting to see him tomorrow against City. 
if he's up against Sterling or a player like that. He's a sort of converted midfielder, I think, isn't he? He's a bit like uh, Valencia at Manchester United, who's sort of taken to uh, the right-back position like a fish out of water. But uh, I think Valencia's just a very good footballer. So if he played on the right wing or he played at right-back, he'd just do both of those jobs really well. Um, But um, but there aren't any full-backs anymore. As as a traditionist, you know, I mean, I hate to say this on this podcast, but I mean, Spurs have obviously got two very good attacking full-backs. And they've but got are they quite good, good defensive cover players? Mm, yeah, you know no, Rose, I mean, Rose and Walker. I don't think they're great defenders. They're brilliant bombing forward. But I mean, the, the you know the sort of traditional sort of fullbacks were good at bombing forward. I mean, Dix was fantastic at bombing yeah. forward, wasn't he? I mean, he was. You know, I think. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I think if you're just keeping the other team's flank occupied as a fullback, you're sort of doing your defensive yeah. job. Anyway, and you know, uh, and your central defenders might just have to get over a little quicker. Lucas Neal, you know, when uh, was so he was, was a defender, he yeah. was an appalling centre back, but then he got moved to right yeah. back because he had a vacuum there, but he wasn't very quick. But uh, and I remember we played City twice, and whoever was on City's right flank absolutely humiliated uh, Lucas Neal. But then I think it was Anton Ferdinand was just told to kind of half cover the kind of right flank as well and once they started doing that Lucas Neal was a very competent right back for us and a good captain um yeah I I mean you know it's hard isn't it I mean they're just such hard positions wing back is a god even harder position just the engine you have to have to be a, a wing back I think is it's you know you're doing a disproportionate amount of work aren't are, we, you? are we seeing the end of Collins now well I, I mean, mean after a great performance actually for Wales this summer you, you, or, or part of a great team but he, he didn't play he didn't play much they yeah, had maybe, they had yeah. people in those positions I it's think um, he played very well for us last season when he played and uh, you know I, I, I love him as a player uh, you wonder whether he was playing for a contract you know because he got yeah. a really new contract yeah. and he's been alright when he's played this season I mean there was that terrible hash up between him and Adrian mm. in one of those awful games uh, yeah, yes. the season yeah yeah um, but he's clearly never going to be first choice. I mean, um, I don't know much about Fonte. I've always, I'm obviously seen him play a lot against us. Thought Southampton have been very secure defensively, mm. so hopefully he'll be a good buy. Reed's played brilliantly the last sort of two months. He has. I mean, this season, I mean, he's kind of hammer of the year. Ever I seen mean, him smile? No. Ever no. seen Winston Reed smile? No. Happy birthday, Winston. Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah. I think he's, I don't really think that's sort of in his toolkit, the, no. uh, the smile. I mean, his performance against United. You know, when we were down to 10 men, he kept us in that yeah, match yeah, for a long yeah. time, didn't he? No, he's, uh, he's incredibly commanding and he's, he's been a very erratic player. He's had periods. He was, he was sort of bad when his contract was up for negotiation. Uh, and then once he, once he signed the deal and his wages went up, he, he, he was bad again. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he was poor for kind of quite large expanses of that season, whether that's last season or the season before, I can't remember. But um, this season, he really has been brilliant. And, uh, I mean, a, a controversial, uh, and in, in this day of the Brexit bill or whatever it is that they're, they're discussing in Parliament, I'll throw this in. Um, last two matches, we certainly improved. You know, from the mm. second half against Palace through to the you think since Brexit we've got better well, no I'm not saying that I'm saying that the, the, what what's interesting about those two games is that we played both of them from the second half against Palace through the Middlesbrough game with five English players mm-hmm. uh, with a centre uh, with, with Reed who obviously speaks English with a goalkeeper who speaks English uh, in other words more of a spine 
the yep. English-speaking players. I'm not saying that's why we play better. No. Um, but it's interesting, and it's clearly a route that Billich wants to go at the moment. I mean, I read a quote about, I think it's from Sullivan, about um, the way that we're now looking towards buying English or British-based players. Yes, he said that, didn't he? Like uh, yesterday. So we obviously Snodgrass yeah, yeah. Is, is Scottish, played in the Mm-mm. league. Fonte has played in British football for a long time. Uh, and he said that this was a directive from Billich. So that's a communication thing, probably. That it's interesting to see that. I don't know um, what it is. The, that player, what's his name? Dimitri Payet. Um, oh, yeah. He was taken off the WhatsApp group, and I thought it was really funny. Yeah. In the you know, like you know, Noble and and I can't remember somebody else who was admin. It took him off the WhatsApp group. And I was thinking about it today. I think he doesn't really speak very good English. So what, what is he going to get from the WhatsApp group? You know, yeah, everybody, they're all bantering each other. The length of your socks. Yeah. Your Lamborghini looks silly in orange, and all this stuff. I get. What, would, what on earth would Payet get from that? And this got me thinking is, of course, he was absolutely brilliant for us, but how much better would he be if there was a better communication? How much better would well, any player the, be? A lot of continental players uh, seem to have soaked up some English. You know, yeah. a lot of players arrive and they speak English already, uh, mm. you know, and you get those players. You know, Tevez, I don't, I'm not sure, ever learnt English. I'm not yeah. sure he ever spoke Spanish. <laughs> no. But, uh, and Payet didn't. I heard him didn't. I don't think Payet really sort of bothered yeah. to... I never saw him give an English interview. English. You know, they compete, you know... Um, uh, because obviously, because of the amount of American films, you know, uh, that are that are seen worldwide, uh, continental players pick the language up extremely quickly because it's music. part of you know they like them. Yes, they like music that's in English, so they they kind of soak it up. And you know, if you remember, um, but when, Sh- when Sheffield Wednesday had you know two of the first kind of Italian players that we saw play a lot in this league, because a lot of Italian players play in Italy, but they had Benny Carbone yeah. and and Paolo Di Canio, and uh, they both spoke fluent english by the end of their first year yeah. uh viali um sort of had a translator when he first came for chelsea and then was calling the team the chaps by the end of that year like a kind of gentleman from the 1940s i do love that when you see a foreign player talk about the gaffer yeah, yeah that's right well, that, that is the one yeah, word yeah. That, but i think the the problem with, with pi was clearly that he, he became you know a massive star very quickly mm. um beyond the rest of the team probably thought he was playing with players who weren't worthy to play with him. And actually, uh, uh, you know, West Ham as a club and the, the character of the club and the supporters have got to realise that we probably need players playing for us who are at the level we are at that moment. You're going you to miss him? Well, yeah, who wouldn't miss? He's a brilliant player. I mean, this season... But he didn't really do much this season. Well, I, I, I think the, sti- the pass for the goal, Antonio's goal against statistically, Watford. Statistically, I think... Robinho, whatever that's the best pass yeah, of yeah. the season. Mm. The goal against Middlesbrough, yep. one of the goals of the season. But other than that, I won't miss him because I don't... I actually think that um, we were suffering really badly with him and Lanzini earlier on in the season not defending very much and we were getting overrun in And Lanzini's come alive now again. Yeah, and I think Lanzini's got a lot of responsibility now. But I think I think we've got to be realistic. I mean, a lot of people were moaning about signing Snodgrass. That's the level we're at. Mm. Snodgrass yes, isn't, yes. Isn't, an, an, isn't an automatic pick for West Ham, but he's a good squad player for West Ham in a way, unfortunately, the way that Torre didn't come off. But Do you think they're going to sell many shirts with Snodgrass on about kids? None. 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 But I mean, for Gooley... You know, maybe he's going to come off now. He's looked yeah. good the last few games. Yes, he I think he's, I think yeah, he's yeah, looked yeah. good. I mean, it didn't seem... A different player. 
you know, I, I, I think it's I think it's a it's a sort of decent buy. But funnily enough, in one of the positions where I actually thought we're we're not to, we're all right yeah. at the moment, so we'll have to see how that shakes out. I mean, he's, he's going to sort goals, of though. yeah. Uh, that, you know, people. You know, we talked about not having a striker. He does score goals. Yeah, um, and the you know, there's there's the the podcast we did after the Manchester City game um you know we we said at the time i think i said on the last uh, uh podcast the the golden thrower sort of said it, it the, the discontent after that game it was it's just everything it extended to everything because i think the experience of going to the games um is not great at the moment in that new stadium the um you know obviously the result of that game wasn't good so subsequent to that we had we've scored six goals uh conceded one and won two games um there's still a lot of kind of discontent i don't i don't really look at sort of any other forums about where some other than the kind of facebook page to go with this podcast and uh the upton park life one which well, people that listen to this podcast generally i think anyway um there's still a lot of discontent it's carrying on into sort of the business they're doing the business Sullivan and gold are doing there's a lot of um you know, d- hatred directed at, mm. at sort of They've the board at the from moment. being heroes to being. They have, heroes. yeah, and I uh, certainly like, like you say, Jim. I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm. People are sort of throwing this thing back in their faces that sort of this this new stadium is going to take us to a new level. Uh, and my response to that is, well, not immediately. It's not going to do it immediately. If you thought that a, a switch was going to get sort of switched on. Uh, the second we moved into this stadium. It doesn't mean that Solomon and Gold are now trillionaires. And, you know, it doesn't mean that, that we're just going to suddenly be able to buy, you know, Lionel Messi. And um, players like Snodgrass are the sort of, are, are, our, are our level. I mean, we, I think Sullivan and Gold would happily admit that the, the transfer window in the summer was a real dog's dinner and it was, it was just a mess. We didn't get any of our targets. We didn't address some defensive problems, which I think is like, Bilic is slightly culpable for, I've got to say. Um, but, uh, I mean, do we, do, do, where do you think we're going to go sort of next after this? I think that this transfer window, you know, I think they're to take you to the end of the season. I don't, I mean, they're, you know, there's a lot of talk about whether they're a good thing or not. I think the winter, winter transfer out. window is a terrible thing. And, and Artem Wenger said it best the other day. He said, you know, you've got to rebuild your team every January mm. and you want to build a team that will take you through a whole campaign and you have to restart again. And I think that's absolutely right. I, the problem is it's good for the business. It's good for the excitement of the Premier League yeah. and selling advertising on Sky getting it in the papers and sky gets about a fortnight of of content out of it Absolutely. doesn't it I mean, it's like it's like filling pages but, but it's beginning to be wearing yeah you know, you know i i got sky and i look at i look at their their app and you know it's all very good but you know the, the whole preparation for transfer day with their little yellow ties it's like Mm-mm. no one no one is well shoot me if i'm wrong no big transfer is going to happen between now and the 11 o'clock wait we've got no. some transfer news in <laughs> right we we haven't got Lionel Messi, as you said. Oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah no, I, was, I sort of predicted that was going to Yeah, you did say that. You, oh, pre- you thing, predict a lot, yes, don't one you? Thing we should, one thing we have. Sullivan, Sullivan, Sullivan could talk for hours of players we haven't, we haven't mm. signed. But I, I'd say in terms of what, you know, as a West Ham supporter, or what you think about, seriously about where we are as a club, you need about five or six great windows to grow the club. We had two really good windows. Mm. The first Billich one and the last Sam Allardyce. Yes. You know, yeah. Allardyce bought some good players. And, yeah. You know, whatever we think of him. And, you know, the, the window, the first window of Billich was brilliant. 
And then we had a terrible one. Terrible one, yeah, yeah. But... You know, we're but, still. But I mean, that happens, doesn't it? I mean, that happens to all clubs. I think, yeah. uh, you know, the the but when you, Fergie left, I think I posted something on Facebook and one of the pages today about it. When Fergie first left Manchester United, their first, uh, you know, couple of windows uh, were pretty disastrous. Well, Got loads of these players that, that they, even though they're doing all right now, you know, the money they've spent, yeah. They should be doing better than that. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, the players that they bought that were quite big buys that were kind of marquee signings that simply didn't work out. Like uh, um, Schweinsteiger and Sh- uh, Schneiderlin, um, Delph, what's, um, Memphis, that yeah. Memphis guy. Those were big, expensive signings yeah. that they went, oh, they didn't really work. And these were 20 something million. Pulp has not proved he's worth that. No, not really. No. But, the, you know, Ibrahimovic has been brilliant. Yes, that's uh, right. Uh, yeah. He's great, isn't he? So I think, you know... Worth you, every penny, because they didn't pay anything for him. Yeah. No, that's right, yeah. God, the salary he must be on. He is really good, though, isn't he? And I mean, that's the, uh, that's the thing about strikers it. in this, <laughs> in this trans, you know, transfer window, is like, I think since, especially since teams started playing with just one up front, it's like, that's half the amount of good strikers out there. You know, like after the 85-86 season, you know, teams would be queuing up to buy either McAvenny or Cotty. You know what I mean? And now now you're sort of going, who's a really, really nailed on? He's going to come into your team, not really know the other players, but he'll just do his job and bang the ball into the net. Jermaine Defoe is one of the only homegrown th- ones that's I think like there's that. two types of strikers. There's big strikers and little strikers. And, and it's, forget about skill and everything else, positions. You've got to have a little man and you've also got to have a big guy. And as long as you can say, well, but big guy, come on, because little yeah. guys run out. No, this, is, this, this one has got to have a big guy. And that's all it is. Yeah, that's right. And you're actually, your sort of 4 five, one thing... That's almost entirely about that because yeah. we're going, when you're playing four five one, so there's just one guy up front. Mm. That one guy's got to be, um, you Either know, a- Wilfred Boney, yep. or it's got to be, um, uh, I can't even think. Oh, you know, Pogba, or it's got to be, um, so you know, Ken Wynn Jones. Where's he now? You know, uh, or, Still or one of the best or, in or, or Lukaku, or, or Lukaku, Lukaku. You know, or it's sort of Jamie Vardy. It's someone who kind of runs onto things, or yeah. Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. Um, well, that's poachers. why when, when we were, you know, we were obviously not going to buy Hogan from Brentford. No. But when that came up, you know, every the way we played under Billich, I just thought, where are you going to play that yeah, guy? Yeah. Because, you know, Antonio's sort of been joining Carroll up front now. That's a very yeah. interesting and scary proposition for defences, I think. But by and large, Carroll has been playing on, 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 on his yeah. own. And, you know, in the old days, yeah, you had the big guy, you had the little guy. And, and if you look at the, the premiership at the moment, Defoe leads his attack and he's yeah. small. So does Vardy. Yeah. So does Aguero. Nearly everyone else has got big strikers. Yeah. But what they're doing, I mean, obviously literally with this sort of four four two, which from the second half of Palace is something we might start doing. Is it whether or not it's it's, you know... People get so picky about whether something's a 4 4 2 or whether it's a 4 4 1 1 or whether it's a. What it's doing is getting players a bit closer to Carroll. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we've got, I think, with Antonio and Carroll, we have got two of the hardest working forward mm, players mm. in the league. So you always know Andy Carroll's been brilliant for us defensively in the air. You know, and whatever yes, you think about yeah. Andy Carroll, you know, the guy puts a lot of effort into yeah, each game. Yeah. And, and Antonio clearly works his socks off yes. every single game. So if we do play them up front together, 
at least we know neither of them are going to be jogging back and not interested in what's going on behind them. The, 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 you know, the only downside is I, I, I would, if I, if I could make a change sort of in this transfer window, it would be to bring in a striker, which if we were going to play in this 4-4-2 or whether there's some sort of version of 4-3-3 that's actually like a 4-4-2, is have someone up front with Carroll and, uh, replace Faguli with Antonio because yeah. of uh, Antonio's decision making you know in that one second before a goal yeah, score because because Antonio has cost us points like that uh Leicester because we went to Leicester squaring it yeah, to yeah. Ayu who was completely open mm. to just tap the ball into the net and he just kicked already, it yeah. he just kicked it at the goalkeeper's midriff and sometimes he's in the area he's chosen to shoot rather than lay off to someone who's going, just give it to me yeah. and I'll kick it in. And, 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 you know, obviously we love Antonio. I think he's great, but, but he's an attacking right You don't want him midfielder. to think too much. No, no, that's right. Because, and I also think that, yeah, we, neither Antonio or, or Carroll are clinical finishers. No, that's true. Um, uh, with a thought, let's uh, just take a brief break and we'll be back after these messages. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203 817 4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. We're back. Earlier in the podcast, uh, we hinted at uh, my ability to predict the future. And uh, uh, you, if you listen to the previous podcast of this one, uh, we were talking about the upcoming game at Middlesbrough. And uh, as I sometimes want to do, I made a slightly ambitious uh, prediction of what the scoreline might be. I said Middlesbrough 1, West Ham United 3. Uh, this, this came about with Nos- Nostradamus. Uh, what, what, what was the score? It, it was 1-3. 1-3. Oh, pretty, pretty close. In the run-up to Christmas, uh, there were a couple of games coming up, and we made predictions about them. And um, uh, the Swansea game, to which uh, myself and Jim went, I said Swansea won, West Ham United four. Wait, wait hang yeah. on. This came true as well. What was the score? One four. What exactly what you said? Now last season, uh, what was the price? Very on early that? on. You'd have got a lovely I know. I no idea. No idea. No idea. Um, tragically, don't no tell idea. us this has happened again. It has. Mm. Oh. Now, I don't like to talk about this much, no. but uh, early on last season, us. early on last season, flying in the face of over 50 years of history, I predicted a win at Anfield for West Ham. But not only that, I, I, I predicted um, a, 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 an elaborate win, a, a, a luxurious win of uh, Liverpool nil, West Ham United 3. 
Wait, wait, if I remember a football right, football score that, that, engorged with goals. That from was West the Ham. score, wasn't and it? That was, that the, was score. the score. Now you may start seeing cards appearing in post office windows. Mister Phillips' predictions: <laughs> Are you are you having trouble with your marriage and financial worries? Come to Mister Philip for a, for a reading. Um, I I am now to be found wearing a kind of cloak and fez in in a in a small room in Holloway. I bought you a pointed hat with stars and moons that's, on it. So I suppose you won't want that now. The, well, no, well, I'll use that at weekends. Yeah. And uh, matching yes, predictions if you have money troubles or relationship troubles. So we're playing the Manchester City tomorrow. We are, yes. And we are. we're playing them at home. We are playing them at home. I'm suddenly Are becoming, we on to predictions? I, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, forget okay. about predictions. Phil, just tell us what the score will be. Oh, okay, right. You, you want straight in with the score, do you? Yeah, just tell us what the score... Forget about prediction. Tell oh, us what okay. it will be. Right. Okay, well, uh, you know, we... Um, if we really attack City, uh, get up in their faces like we did in the 2-2 at Upton Park last season. Uh, Song had one of his best games for us. Really was, was up in the grill. I think we can, we can give them a game. Uh, you know, they are a tough team. So I'm going to go West Ham United nil. Manchester City, 15. I, um, I, I think we're looking for something more accurate. Uh, well, that's my prediction. You know, that's, that's, that's the way I work. That's, that's how I work. Uh, that's what so, your runes are telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's all of those guesses. Uh, guesses, predictions, predictions. Forecasts. We'll edit the word prescient, prescient views into the future uh, have been without, uh, without uh, reassessment or without going back. Pre-match to results. Yeah, they're pre-match results. Yeah, so West Ham nil, Manchester United 15. I'm Manchester going for City. Tomorrow. Manchester City 15. Yeah. So yeah. you think there'll be lots? I don't know. I don't know if the bookies even have an odd for zero no, no. fifteen. But I bet you get it. Lots okay. of people will be taking that on. Yeah, yeah. I should uh, after my after my the run of it. games I've been on. Hmm? Yeah. Um, what do you reckon, Jim? Well, I, I, what I'm really interested in is I, I watched the, uh, the the cup game. I was away. I was in uh, I was in uh, Tenerife mm-hmm. and nice. watching it in a bar. You know, quite depressing. Um, but clearly, before the game, all the pundits are talking about Carroll. Oh, you can't play him. You know, he's a nightmare. And he had no effect in that match at all. So I'm very interested to see how he does against them tomorrow. Because they clearly, City are so kind of Jekyll and Hyde away from home. Uh, When Leicester thumped them 4-1, they got them straight away. If the players come up with confidence, I think we could get something out of it. But equally, you know, if they don't, we could lose by two or three goals. There's There's a sort of... Just a misapprehension, I think, that kind of we—you you have to set up defensively, uh, you have to pack the midfield, and I think if you sort of set out to do that, I'm just not sure it works really. It didn't under Allardyce much. We often, you know, a team's four-man midfield would waltz through our five-man have, midfield have easily any? because we had because what you had was five people that didn't quite know their jobs, and what their job was to be was to be five people. Have they got any significant people. injuries at the moment? Mm. Well, no. Company's not playing. Other than that, company uh, hasn't played for years. Yeah, no, barely. That, but that's uh, you know that is their weakness. They really? they clearly you know going forward they've got brilliant players, but they are weak in defence. Yeah, I, th- I think we've got two one. I think we've got to attack them. Two one to the West Ham United. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jim. Well, I, we can. I mean, even in that you yeah. know five 0 defeat, if we if we hadn't missed 
chances early on in yeah, the game, yeah. it wouldn't have and been scored five more now. goals. Well, also yeah. you know the early penalty. <laughs> no, but, you know the early wasn't a penalty. Figuli no. missed a very good chance. All yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, and if you actually look at our run since we had those two very lucky wins against uh, Burnley and uh, Burnley and Hull, Hull, yeah, um, we shouldn't have lost at Leicester. No, 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 no. I think we would have got a draw against United at the very least without a player being sent yeah, off. Yeah, yes. Um, the City game, we were poor. And the other games, we've been quite good. Yeah, no, that's right. So we're actually on a reasonable run of form. I think we are. The second half against Leicester uh, was, was excellent. Yeah. We, were, we were really, you know, they were really under the cost. They were very nervous, uh, as they've got every right to be. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, until Faguli got sent off, we were we were playing well in that yeah. United game. We had them rattle. We came out of the traps really well. Uh, so we're playing well at the moment. And I think... Um, you know, to set up defensively would just be disastrous. I think. You know, you've got to you've got to attack them. You've got to yeah. press them. You've got to get people close to Carroll. And the more you know, service Carroll gets in good positions, then he is a yeah. nightmare for defensive. You know, for for defenders, uh, it's when he's basically just under a high ball, hoping to win a header against you know a sort of Robert Hooth type defender. You know, there's just well, even will, if he will, does win it, where's it going to go? It's sort of will he keep the same term or? Will Will, I mean, I think he should do. They've won two games in a row. Snodgrass on the bench. Snodgrass for for Gooley or At on the bench. Some stage, yeah. You know. um, interesting, and they should have a lot of confidence. So they've got to go for it, and hopefully, they think you know the relegation. Is are you out? Hmm? Is are you out? He's still playing. Still in the African Cup of yeah. Nations. Oh, of course, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. on, on a plane it. back. But he, yes. I, I didn't watch the game. But I saw a picture. He left the pitch with a bandage on his head. Right. Oh, on, better uh, hurry up and get that. And, sorted it out. wasn't I'm a fashion missing. accessory. But no, no. He is a, uh, uh, I love him as a player. I've never known a player get fouled so much. Yeah, or, yeah. or get injured so much in a game. He's yeah. always in a crumpled heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like one of those. Um, one of those big cats that's being anaesthetised in an animal do- <laughs> documentary. <laughs> Coyote spends as much time on his side with his tongue lolling out of his head, like he's going to have a and tube a dart put in down his neck. It. Yeah. <laughs> and a dart in his neck, exactly. He is constant, and he needs attention, doesn't he? He's sort of like you go, "All oh, right, this is it. He's going to be off for the game." But actually, some people come on, attend to him for a while. He gets up, sort of shakes himself, and then carries on. He with doesn't the game. miss any games. No, does he? I mean, he's obviously a really tough character. Yeah, and it'd be interesting when, it, when, when I, it, you know, maybe IU has been sharpened up by playing in this tournament. Mm. You know, he's, yes. he's a good player. There's no doubt about it. He hasn't shown it yet for us. I haven't seen him no, in the tournament. No. Is he playing many matches? He scored or? some penalties. I oh, haven't okay. watched it. I mean. I, well, I think he was, he was a, in a way, he was a little bit of a panic buy because we couldn't get a striker. Yeah. So what we got was an attacking midfielder that scores. So... We he was part of our kind of glut of attacking yeah. mid- midfielders. I think it was signed for Gouli, Torre, and Ayu, and I think Ayu was supposed to be a sort of a converted striker. Yeah. You know, hopefully, like you say, I think he, you know if he's sharpened up a little at that tournament. But I think um, that's why we haven't bought hope. Well, we think we aren't buying, buying a striker. Is that we we've got Carroll who's fit. We've got Antonio who was brilliant as a playing up front on his own against yeah. Liverpool away. IU can play there. Yeah. You know, Calais Also, area. I mean, that's the uh, thing. You know, that, Sacco will come back at some stage. That's the thing hope. about the transfer window, isn't it? I mean, if, if, if Snodgrass 
stayed with Hull to the end of the season, we'd be able to get him next summer for like five million pounds. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and it's, it's that artificial kind of you know inflation panic buys. Yeah, yeah, and, and similar with Hogan. You go and you go. Hogan's not worth whatever Aston Villa are going to pay for him. It's you know twelve million, thirty yeah, million. Yeah. What, it's not what worth really, it. You should be able to get him for seven. What next really summer. is unfair about it is that the big pl- the big clubs get a few injuries and then they rape the smaller clubs. Yeah, who then don't have a good run to the end of season because they've lost lost their best players. I, I wouldn't mind the Leicester guy at Ushua. Ushua. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think yeah. he's special. He's good. Yeah. They're, 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 refi- they're, they're refusing to sell him. Yeah, he's yeah. got a strike, hasn't he? Done a pilot. Sunderland have bid about four times. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and he's not... Apparently, he's, he's saying, I, I think I'm worth about five million. So well, he wants, yeah. yeah, he wants to get a game. I think he wants to play. I mean, they bought, they, um, they bought Okazaki... Last season, and they've bought Slimani this season. So he's just Ujoa's being pushed down the pecking order. Mm. And under Pearson, because I think he came in at the end of Pearson, didn't he? Yeah. He scored against us, I think. Away. He did, yeah, yeah. I went to that game, yeah. and big smile. He's his face. decent, you know. He's Very a decent, decent player, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, um, people have been sort of bracketing him, you know, like the snake-like Pie. But I think he's, you know, some of these guys don't want to be squad players. They want, they know they've got yeah. a short career and they want to play. And I, no, that's totally different. Know. He wants to play yeah. football, and Payet just wanted wanted to go home. Didn't Payet want to play. To, football. I yeah. I, actually, I don't have a, I don't have a, a problem with Payet in a way because he did just want to go home, and that's all yeah. it was. And we don't know what's happened behind the scenes. If said, now f- you're staying here, we paid for you, and all that. And his wife's putting pressure on him. He's got a kid. He's and he's looking. Well, it's, pro- it's probably could, his agent's fault. Yeah, you know, oh, you, you would have hoped and he could have handled it, it better. They've just done it the wrong way. I don't think that he would have meant any malice. And now it's, and I'm fairly sure that the uh, that Sugo have put pressure on him mm-hmm. in not the nicest way mm. uh, to try and make him stay. Well, they took a month's wages off of him. But, on, but um, you also and he suffered it. He said, "Yeah, okay, I just well, I just need to go home now." I, I found it embarrassing. You know, as a West Ham fan. So much of the marketing of the club is embarrassing. Mm. Uh, but the way that we made him this kind of like massive figure, you know, the, the way the club, mm-hmm. in all of their official PR and their website, Pyatt, 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 he's a great player. We all love watching him play football, but it was too much. Because it was too much. He sold Olympic seats and what, it, and what, the Olympic, and what that meant for them uh, uh, at that moment was this is the dawn of a new age Mm-mm. now we're getting superstar players this is what you can expect well, to see when you come and buy a season ticket but it hasn't worked well, yeah. I think, yeah, I think the season ticket thing I think it definitely worked I think it definitely it definitely as from a marketing point of view heralded a new age whether that new age came or not that's debatable mm. yes I mean in a way we'll look back on it like uh, Tevez's sort of brief period with mm. the club you know he he in that season started off quite badly but in the end he was seen as kind of symbolic of our survival in <laughs> that uh, 2007 season 6-7 mm. season yeah yeah um, and I've, I've got no malice against Pia it's like having a, the opportunity to go out with a supermodel for a year yeah mm. it doesn't work out because she was a lunatic that was yeah. smoking while yeah. she slept and yeah. was that's the sort of story and, of my life yeah. um, <laughs> we should probably wrap this up uh, fairly soon but uh, I was <laughs> thinking today you know it's like when you've got sort of a, sort of Robert Banks or uh, like Jim or, or the show with their sort of steel trap like memories i was trying to People think know of, what they're talking about i was trying to think of good and bad winter transfer window buys 
obviously there was that Elan Benny McCarthy and Mido yeah. triple buy, which oh. was fairly disastrous. Well, I, I, I put not, my hand up not for, for local Elan. Takeaways. Elan's Elan goal away right. at Everton. Elan was all right. The other two were terrible. Elan's the goal the away at Everton. The local kebab shop yeah, yeah. did really well out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just had a Mido. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Shoot magazine, which. I don't know if that's still a paper magazine, but it's certainly online. No, no, it's uh, it's certainly online. Uh, West Ham's three worst uh, winter transfer window buys: Benny McCarthy, Savio came in the winter. Mm. Apparently, Mm. Callum Davenport, which is unfair, Mm. I think. Well, because he did barely played for us, Uh, and actually, when we got him on loan, because we had him twice, didn't we? We had him on loan under Pardew in the Championship, and he was good. He was good. Because we went through quite a lot of central defenders. We got a bloke from Fulham that we swapped Andy Melville. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. That we swapped Ian Pearce for, who was poor. We had Malky Mackay in the championship, sort of, but all at the ends of their careers. And Davenport was all right. Second time he played for us, he was quite good, but he sort of couldn't get in the side and he was loaned out a lot. And then he got stabbed in the legs. Didn't he, Callum Davenport? Yeah. In a fight, got stabbed but in the legs he, and lost two pints of blood. He was way, John he was way mm. too tall for his kind of like... He was physique, very tall. He? He, he, he was like, you just felt he was going to kind of collapse at any yeah, yeah. stage, Davenport. A, a he was like one of those uh, wind farm uh, windmills. Yeah, yeah. You, you could have put something mm-hmm. on his head and, yeah. uh, you know, sold electricity. Yeah. He's a freak. I mean, you know, poor bloke getting stabbed and everything. But he was yeah, a freakish yeah. looking guy. He was but like he the Crouch all, of Centre Half. He was all right, though. He was like the Peter Crouch of Centre Half. He, so, yeah. he wasn't a bad player. He was all right, though. I forgot about Mackay and some of those other yes, players. Terrible yeah, yeah, players. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I think someone who did come in the transfer window under Avram Grant, I'm fairly sure it was, within, was Denver Bar. Yeah, and yeah. he was great. Yeah. I mean, he's—I think he scored on his debut. He scored a header that uh, I think a ball came over from a corner, and it yeah. wasn't just—you know—he met, it, he met a it, one up front. He met yeah. it with his mm-hmm. head, and it went in the goal. It was like you know, but we had him for six months, didn't yeah. we? And there was that, that the famous release clause. Yeah, and he was off. Feel, yeah, yeah. Felt like longer, but he yeah. was terrific, Dembabar. And you know. He was a, he was a, had skill. He sort of clearly enjoyed playing. Well, he's football. gone. He's got transfer today, hasn't he? Because he got injured playing in China. Well, his leg snapped into. And, and is he horrible? Gone, I think he's gone back to Besiktas. He was playing there. Right, before. right, right. Um, oh, that, he's done uh, some clubs, hasn't he? Yeah, and I know that West Ham were looking at him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sullivan loves him. He's, but he can't be back from that leg break. It's like well, he's he's gone to Turkey. It's one of the. Because that was on YouTube, that yeah. leg break, and it's—I mean, it's worse. It's it's worse than Love Actually. It's one of the worst things I've ever yeah, they seen. Can't, they can't be uh, Love Actually is in the top hundred on like the Guardian website, something of great films. The other day, I was looking at it and thinking, "Oh, it's a spoof site," and I wound back to the top. It's and real. Love Actually is about ninety-six. Mm. Well, you know, it's, it's, a da- it's a days of you know people voting online, and you know, it's too much democracy. Yeah, around. yeah. Let him idiots tell you what. I, to I do. wait. Do you know what? Uh, Listen, this, this is January two thousand and seventeen. There really isn't too much democracy <laughs> no, there is. in the world right now there's just a little bit too little democracy all right oh Let's, phil talking of democracy, too much democracy too much, i sent you an email earlier and said oh, yeah. give me your your oh, yes. three dream guests oh yes and i'm going to ask you yours in a minute but i also stuck it on the facebook group without you knowing to see right. what um, oh. on the stop hammer time facebook group to see what other people's dream guests will be and we've got a load of replies steve mantle says decanio Bonds, Ray Winston, we've had Ray on. Mm-hmm. Paul Goodell says Alan Devonshire, Alan De- Devonshire, or Alan Devonshire, please. I think I think he's lost two lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
not going to take Chris There's numbers in my phone, Alan Devonshire, because we, we tried we, we tried to try get them a few times. So Devo, we're going to try. Um, Chris Miles says, Dame Karen Brady, Scott mm-hmm. Duxbury, or Dimitri Payet. And if, Payet, if Payet's not available, we'll have uh, Ravel Morrison. Should, yep. should, should we take this seriously? Because then he asks, can we get Terry Brown as well? Um, Jackie Hughes, mm-hmm. the, uh, the long-time Jackie Hughes says, Billy. The long-time Jackie Hughes. The long-time Jackie Hughes, because she's had that name all mm. of her all of her adult, adult life. life. Um, well, it's me, obviously, she says. Uh, uh, Billy, meaning Bonds. Devo, who are a, a pop band, pop or band. An electro pop band, but they're from Detroit. Akron, Ohio. Yeah, Akron, Akron, Ohio. Yeah. There's yeah. somewhere quite weird. I've seen them three times. Really? Mm. There you go. They're great. I knew you would know. Or, or Philip Parks, who we've had, we have already had before. We, we have had Parksy. Dave Quinn wants the old King of Norway. Ah, yeah. yes, yeah. Who gives a tree to uh, Trafalgar Square every Yeah, year. yeah, to say yeah. thank you for the yeah. orphans sent to yeah. us during the war. That's right. That's yeah. right. Craig Clemson wants Tony Carr. Tony Carr would be good. Tony Carr would be good. Well, Tony Carr's history would be good. I'd never be good mm-hmm. on mic- in the front of a mic. I've really never heard him. Do you think he's probably signed some sort of confidential non, non-disclosure agreement? Yeah. He would have done. They gave him like four quid. When no, he left, but I think that, I think the, the deal. I don't know, but I, I read mm. the deal being bumped up. Anybody knows Tony no. Carr? Ask him whether he's got a gagging order on him mm. Mm. in King's Cross. Uh, Gailey Frank Senior. Some Rob Needham wants Sam Delaney. We've had him before. Yeah, and then maybe Kira Knightley, and if she's going to be there, then also me. But then Craig Clemson asks for Pixie Lot, so it starts going on a different. It's record. difficult with oh, Sam it's, it's, because Sam's uh, actual radio show is time. still on at seven. Yeah, mm. yeah. What we what we uh, what we have done is record one over at Talk Sport in their studios, and in fact, the time we did that, Sam couldn't make it. <laughs> We can do it at the same time as he. So he goes to his talk sport and we from get stopped every time from, in the, in the yeah, breaks. Yeah. Um, yeah, do it at the same time. Yeah, Douglas yeah. Woodhurst says, Dix, McAvenny and Gailey. Uh, Douglas, look in the archives. We've, we've had two Dix of them. We've them. done McAvenny. Yeah. Come and catch up. It's all there. And Trevor Drain, who we mentioned earlier, gets yep. two mentions on this podcast. Individually, Grant Fleming, Kevin Nolan. Kevin, Kevin Nolan. Nolan would be yeah, good, yeah. wouldn't he? I've emailed Jack Collison. Okay, good, good work. Yeah, yeah. And Ian Bishop, him. you like Ian Bishop, yeah, don't you? Yeah, I've got Ian Bishop's number. West Ham players whose names I've got in my phone are Bish, uh, Devonshire. Um, Has Tony Gale ever done the show? I've got Gale's number in my I, phone. Well, He's so busy. Yeah, He's the, very busy. He does so much punditry, Gale. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said he's right up for it. I mean, he gave me his number, uh, but uh, every very time I've texted him, he's really busy. And, and bright, very bright yeah, as well. Yeah. And lastly, Luis Vargas wants, hmm, De Canio, Sinclair and Zamora. I think Sinclair and Zamora might also be yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, Zamora's retired now, so... Yeah, I, I, I think Zamora would be a fantastic yeah. guest for the show. You know, Carlton would so. be good. I'd love, to get, I'd love to get one of those guys who was sort of there from maybe Kirbishly up to sort of, and including Grant or even up to Allardyce, which Collison fits, because I sort of want to know what went wrong in that period that started to go wrong under Zola, but Grant came in and simply didn't fix it, so it just kept going. Some malaise in the dressing room happened. It might have been with that nanny guy's purchases, mm-hmm. you know, his his players or something just, you know, but something happened that led to us being relegated, basically. Not giving the captaincy to Scott Parker, I think, had something to do with that for me. Where's uh, Scott Parker now? Fulham. He, he's sort of on the bench. Yeah. Okay. But I think he's learning to coach there. Yeah, and Nolan is now coaching at Notts County, isn't he? He's manager. He's managing. And yeah, there was a rumour he's going to sign Carlton Cole. Oh yeah, 
Interesting. All right, let's wrap it up. We uh, we began wrapping this up about halfway through the podcast. At least but now, minimum. but now let's uh, let's wrap it up. We've had our predictions. Uh, I think um, I think there's a couple of hours of the transfer window left. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's no, happen. Oh, we've just got re- nothing. Nothing's nothing. Happened Excellent. Excellent. My name's been Phil Whelan's uh, and still is. With me have been Paul Myers. Good night, Jim Reed. Good night. Come on, you irons. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for The Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.